Greetings, friends. Today, Proverbs 22, verses 22 through 25. Here's what it says. Do not rob the poor because he is poor, or crush the afflicted at the gate, for the Lord will plead their cause and rob of life those who rob them. Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Solomon teaches us here not to selfishly take advantage of the vulnerable and the easy targets in society. Of course, we should not relate this way to anyone, but I think it's usually those who are poor in some area that are singled out as a victim. Uh, by many people, poor in money, poor in reputation, poor in friendships, those who cannot defend themselves uh, against the corruption that's posed toward, toward them. And then Solomon says not to enjoy friendship with an angry person or a person who takes their frustrations out on others or else we may become like them. So. In these verses, we're going to find a few villains listed. Um, one is the person who robs the poor, and another subdues the afflicted, and another is like full of anger, and then the last mentioned is a wrathful person. Okay, these are all brothers, or at the very least, close relatives in the family of villains. So let's take a look at these briefly. Uh, the first two were the ones who take advantage of the poor and the afflicted. And God's word is clear here. He will deal with them. And he said it right here in these verses. Believe it. The Lord's going to plead the cause of those who were afflicted. And he's going to rob the life of those who have robbed the poor and the afflicted. God's going to deal with them firmly. Here's a small clip from God's related words to Israel in Exodus chapter 22, verses 21, beginning there. You shall not wrong a sojourner or oppress him, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. You shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. If you do mistreat them and they cry out to me, I will surely hear their cry and my wrath will burn, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wives shall become widows, and your children fatherless. So yes, God is very serious in how he deals with those who take advantage of others. And what about the angry and the wrathful man that Solomon also mentions in our verses today? He doesn't talk about their judgment, but the truth is that God will deal with him. Solomon has a way of presenting these things so that one who ponders the wisdom that he shares, we can see these links between all truth. Um, and it's pretty cool if you ask me. Of course, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So everything actually points to Jesus. But yes, God will deal with the angry and the wrathful person. I want to read a passage out of Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. 
Here's what it says. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you, too, once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Concerning anger and wrath, Paul mentions them in these verses we just read. He says to put them off. And on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. So just as Solomon said how the Lord will plead the case of those who are taken advantage of, he's going to actually rob the life of those who have robbed the poor. And in a similar way, God's anger and his wrath is going to fall on those who live lives full of anger and wrath. So God will deal with a believer who walks in these sins, um, not in a circle of repentance, but one who hangs out with them as their friends. He's going to deal with them with discipline. But for those who do not know Christ, for those who have rejected his free gift of love in Jesus, they will actually receive the full force of the anger and wrath of God in judgment. Uh, Romans 2 verse 8 says this, But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. So in closing, Solomon tells us how we become like those that we make friendships with. Those we love to fellowship with, those we admire, we hang out with them and we enjoy their company and we begin to emulate them. This is the dark side of the principle of associated glory that we've talked about before. Proverbs 13:20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And the Apostle Paul agrees with this in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. He says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And as I said, this is the dark side of the principle of associated glory. And may we not hang out there uh, with the family of villains that we talked about, lest we become like them. Even as believers, we may tend to think that if we do not hang out with the major sins that plague mankind, things like murder and theft, uh, adultery, if these are not our friends, we're good. That's wrong. That's a big lie. In the letter uh, to the church of Laodicea, John writes this from Jesus. Revelations 3.16, another good 3.16 verse here. Here's what it says. So, because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Now, I think it's a good thing to ponder this. Who do you make 
your friendships with. Not only speaking of people, but passions. Who did you hang out with last night? What movies did you watch? Where did you go on your smartphone? What sites did you ponder on the internet? Who are you making friendships with this morning? Are you in God's Word? Are you somewhere else? Where's your mind? Where's your heart? The Bible has clearly shown us today that we become like those that we make friendships with. On the other hand, God's Word is very clear that we should be like Moses. And remember his words in Exodus 33:18. He said, "Please show me your glory." When he called out to God. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul connects how God showed Moses his glory in the next few chapters of Exodus after Moses asked God to show him his glory. And here's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3:18. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Father God, thank you for your word today, Lord. And these words from Solomon, how we should not take advantage of others, how we should not hang out with or be like any of the villains in today's text, um, lest we learn of his ways and we become like them and we get caught in a snare ourselves. How you are the judge. You will plead the cause of those who call out to you uh, in their affliction. And Father, just thank you for Jesus and how you've shown us his beauty and given us the desire to be in your word and to ponder you and help us to be intentional about that, Lord, and not to cultivate friendship with the sin that is around us all the time and, and knocking on our heart's door and trying to get in and trying to be internalized into our life, Lord. But rather help us to think about you and stay in your word and plead with you on a regular basis to see more of your glory and learn more of your attributes and your character that we might become like you, Father. Thank you for the great inheritance we have through Jesus Christ and the great joy you give us, even in this life, amid a broken world. We love you so much. Help us to share your love with others this very day. In Jesus' name, amen.